Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode takes us to a film that I feel is a perfect movie. It's near perfectly paced and has a fantastic soundtrack. It also just so happens to be a film that got sued because it's not The Fast and the Furious. I guess not many films can aspire to be the wonderful art that is The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I think it's time we announce the movie. Starring Ryan Gosling, Carrie Mulligan, Brian Cranston, Albert Brooks, Ron Perlman, Oscar Isaac, and Christina Hendricks. This is the 2011 Nicholas Winding Refn directed Drive. Drive tells the story of Driver, or Kid, however you'd like to describe him or whatever you'd like to call him, played by Ryan Gosling. He's never really given an official name in the film, which I think works for the movie in general. He falls in love with his neighbor, Irene, played by Carrie Mulligan, who has a son, but is only a temporary single mother as her husband, Standard, played by Oscar Isaac, is in prison about to be released. Driver works quite a few different jobs. He works at a garage owned by Shannon, played by Brian Cranston. He also works as a part-time Hollywood stunt driver and getaway driver. So I guess the name of Driver is pretty appropriate. Driver winds up finding himself in turmoil with the release of Irene's husband, Standard, from prison, as he has debts to pay and Driver wants to help out in any way he can. They're forced to do a heist that goes bad, with Driver holding a stolen $1 million, owed to crime bosses. Nino, played by Ron Perlman, as well as Bernie Rose, played by Albert Brooks. Drive is a film that honestly caught me by surprise. It's a film that I wasn't expecting to like near as much as what I did. I actually saw it in theaters back in 2011 when it was released. And the one thing that really hooked me in wanting to see it was the trailer. I thought the trailer was very striking. I didn't know quite what to expect. I didn't know if it was going to be an action film or not. I just knew that it had a certain flair, like almost a David Lynch type of feel from the trailer that really piqued my interest. When I saw the film, I was absolutely blown away by it. I couldn't believe how good it was. I loved the fact that it seemed to be a love story in a way that quickly turned into a revenge story. It was also a very quiet film, and I say quiet because there's not a whole lot of dialogue. Well, there's not a lot of dialogue from Driver himself. He's an interesting character because he's so mysterious. You get the feeling that he's done a lot of these dirty jobs in the past and settled in LA in an effort to live maybe a quiet life or more quiet life than what he lived in the past. He seems to really know a lot of the ins and outs of how these crime operations operate, as well as how to evade the cops. So you really get the feeling that he's a more dangerous character than what he actually leads on and shows to the world. It's actually surprising how good Ryan Gosling is in the lead role, especially since he's not given a whole lot of dialogue and showing emotion without actually speaking. We can see and feel the rage 
on display when he goes on his revenge spree. This is something that Ryan Gosling and director Nicholas Winding Refn would actually double down on in the film Only God Forgives, which was the follow-up film to Drive. No, I'm not saying Only God Forgives was a sequel, but I think Ryan Gosling only has about 10 lines in Only God Forgives, and while I like that movie, it definitely was not as good as Drive and I can really understand the dislike that people have for Only God Forgives. Everyone else involved in this film, be it Brian Cranston, Carey Mulligan, Oscar Isaac, everybody is amazing in their roles. Everything seems really understated, and I think that's one of the things that makes everyone's performance great. Even the crime bosses, played by Albert Brooks and Ron Perlman, they're definitely people that need to be feared, but yet, they have a certain understated charm. It's tough to actually put my finger on it as far as how to say it, but everybody here, they put forward a great performance. Albert Brooks' Bernie is cool, calm, collected, and doesn't really like to kill people, and is a great contrast to Ron Perlman's Nino, who is a reactionary hothead. For a movie that's called Drive, there's actually very little driving in the film. There's very little in the way of car chases, but when they do pop up, I think they're really well staged and they're very well filmed. I really like the initial opening to the film where we get our first glimpse of Driver and his getaway driving. It's a very intense moment and it also has some great music that just adds to the intensity of the scene. The lack of a lot of action or driving scenes is what led to one viewer decide to sue the movie for mismarketing. I don't think this movie ever aspired to be a Fast and the Furious clone. And if it would have been a Fast and the Furious style film, I wouldn't have liked it near as much. I guess if you want a Fast and the Furious style film, you should either watch that series or... It appears that this had a Hindi Bollywood style remake. I don't know, it's a little up in the air if it was an actual official remake of this or not. If you watch the trailer, it seems like it really doesn't share anything in common with 2011's Drive, which I guess is a good thing. Judging from the trailer of the 2019 version of Drive, which I guess is on Netflix, I don't know, it looks pretty bad and very inept as far as its filmmaking. I like Drive so much that I tried to get into Nicholas Winding Refn's other films, but I just couldn't do it. Only God Forgives is an okay film. I tried to watch The Neon Demon. I didn't really care for that. So I think for me personally, I'll probably stick with Drive as being the director's best film, but that's my opinion. I know that a lot of other viewers of his previous works do not agree with me on that. I really did like a lot of the camera techniques, especially with how the film just essentially feels right. There's nothing in the movie that feels like it shouldn't be there, like they should have cut a scene. It feels near perfect to me as far as the pacing. The 80s style poppy synth sounding music just fits with the movie in general. And there is a lot of scenes that actually have a lot of that David Lynch style flair where people just have a very naturalistic way of responding to everything that's happening. I don't exactly want to compare the two directors because they are different. The only relation between them is that they have a very artsy way of doing their films. It just can't really be denied if you are a fan of David Lynch, you would probably dig this movie. 
Another thing about Drive that may have been off-putting to some is that it has some moments of extreme violence where it doesn't shy away from showing blood and gore. It's a little surprising because the movie's very understated with a lot of things such as the performances and dialogue and everything. And I think it really works because the movie's so quiet that when we get those moments of action and blood and gore, it makes them all the more shocking and striking. There's a moment where we see Christina Hendricks' character of Blanche get shot in the face with a shotgun blowing her head off. It's a scene that in any other film I could think of that they would probably cut away from that, but instead it shows us that and I feel it's essential to the movie because it really ramps up the intensity as well as showing us these people that they're going up against really mean business. It's kind of a necessary evil that'll be severely off-putting to some. There's actually quite a bit as far as different plot threads that are being dangled around in this film. Of course, we have the central love story, and then we also have the central crime story. It's actually pretty great how everything crosses and all comes full circle into one plot. As I stated earlier, it just feels like a perfectly written, paced, and directed film. The surprising thing to me is that Drive actually got a re-release now on 4K, so for all you physical media collectors out there, I highly recommend you pick up the Second Sight 4K edition of Drive. The film has been recolor timed by the original cinematographer, as well as approved by Nicholas Wending Refn himself, so I would say that this is the ideal way to watch the movie. Plus, the box set includes some essays about the film, along with the original novel, Drive, written by James Solace. Overall, it really is a nice set, especially if you're a fan of this film, like I am. Drive is a film that I highly recommend if you have not seen it. In a lot of ways, it goes back to some of the classically styled action films of the past, which for me is definitely a great thing. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, feel free to drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as that will allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.